I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. When you are an 85, maybe 90-year-old woman and you're sitting up on the porch with your own goddamn dog, (laughs) (laughs) are you going to look back on your 50s and say, I'm so glad that I said yes to everyone at the expense of my own well-being? I'm so proud of myself for that. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 295. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Today's an exciting day because it's another coaching podcast episode. I usually don't sing here on the podcast, but it just shows you how excited I am to bring you this episode. I know we've had a few of these so far, right? I just rolled these out. We have talked to Rachel about her upper limit stuff. We have talked to Melanie about money stuff. Today, we are talking to Colleen about saying no and putting herself First, which the reason that I pick these particular topics, these lovely women to come on, is because I know that they have topics that are relatable. And speaking of, if you want to be considered to come on and be coached by me here on the show, we are opening up applications on September. Third, you do have to be a patron. Those of you who support the show are the ones eligible to fill out an application. If you just head on over to patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L, you can read about it. And I will pick, I think, four people to come on and can't wait to talk to you, to have you come on. It's not that scary. As I have told all the women, we have seven listeners. So, you know, and one of them is you. So it's only six other people that are listening. Therefore, there's nothing to be nervous about. But I'm excited to bring you more topics, more real-life people who are struggling with everyday things that we all struggle with. So again, patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L. Of course, that link is in the show notes and applications open up on September 3rd. All right, so raise your hand if you have ever said yes to something you really didn't want to do 
And because of your yes to this other thing or this other person, you're saying no to something that really does matter to you, even if it's just spending time with yourself. That is the case that was happening here with Colleen. I'm going to let her tell you what's going on and, of course, what we end up coaching on. And then at the very end of this episode, I'm going to give you an update and let you know how she is doing. So without further ado, here is the coaching session with Colleen. Colleen, thank you so much for being here. Hi. nervous. Are y'all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I don't bite. I don't bite. Well, at least not on Thursdays as we're recording this. I'm so glad you're here and thank you for being vulnerable enough to come on the podcast and and, uh, have this conversation with me. And so let's just start from the beginning. Can you introduce yourself to the audience and tell them what you do and where you live? I live in New Jersey. I'm a single mom of two. They're they're older, 16 and 22, but still kind of keep you busy. And I run a dog walking pet sitting business. Excellent. And that is what brought you to apply for one of these episodes, right? Your business. Yeah. Mostly my business. Yes. Okay. So tell us what's going on and what you're feeling kind of challenged by right now. I'm feeling challenged by, I grew beyond my wildest dreams. And for that, I am grateful. But I'm challenged by having to tell people no for their requests um, because my daughter might have a dance competition or I don't want to have to leave a family party. Or Mm -hmm. mostly I only say no, not to sacrifice myself or my children. I came from that place of lack and I always said yes in the beginning. I said yes to any, I can't tell you the crazy things I've done just because I wanted that. I needed that $40. I need that $20. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything that you could get. And now I'm at a place where I am financially stable and I am starting to put boundaries in place. And what what happens is my, my clients don't like it and they just push and push and push but it's still hard. And I still, obviously these are my oldest clients. He's the one who helped me get in business for myself. So I have tremendous guilt on choosing the family reunion. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is it that you're looking for resolution on specifically? And it can be more than one thing. How, How to make it okay for me to have my own life and how is it okay for me to say no to my clients and not feel guilty and it, it, it be okay. I, I, I understand because of the way I ran my business when I started it, there are going to be people who push my boundaries because the Mm -hmm. boundaries are new that I understand. And I've read your books and done stuff, you know, listen to your Mm -hmm. podcast all the time and listen to um, Amy's podcast. I, I get the boundaries and I get, you know, that they push and I just have to hold firm it's the feeling so bad and that, and I do still cave every once in a while. And then I'm resent. I mean, I do it. I'm resentful. Yeah. I don't treat the dog badly, of course, but I beat myself up for like, why did I say yes? I should, I should be at the dance competition. Yeah. So it's not so much that you're, and maybe it might be a little bit that you're struggling to say, no, that's part of the problem. But the bigger problem is that you feel like shit when you are saying no and you feel indebted to certain customers. Is that fair? That's very fair. Okay. 
All right. Well, it's interesting because, and it, and it sounds like you get this already that when you first started your business, you had to say yes to everyone and that's what brought you success. Yes. So is it also fair to say that you feel like if you start to let go of that and start to say no, are you afraid that something will happen to your business? Um, yeah, yes. When I was thinking about this interview last night, I, I realized that I often still have that scarcity mindset and I'm afraid if I say no too much, even though I'll have peace and relaxation, even if it's just one day, I, um, I'm afraid I'll be at the gas station filling, filling the can with diesel to heat the house. Yeah. Okay. But it sounds like the bigger problem is the, is the way that you feel and that's what you want. Cause you said you want to make it okay to have your own life. Yes. That is the, that is the bigger problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, let's, well, let's circle back here. It's interesting because anytime that we're saying no to something, we are saying yes to something else. So when you are saying no to, let's just use the example of the family reunion you have coming up. And when you're saying no to to all the customers for that day, what are you actually saying yes to? I'm actually saying yes to get to see family that some of the, some of the people literally I have not seen in five, 10 years and I'm getting to have fun and not work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and just being around family, that's always, you know, that's always good. And it's a side, you know, I'm, I'm, I come from a large Italian family and I I don't see them the way I used to just because of life, just because. Right. And you mentioned something and, and like PS, like that's huge. You're saying yes to I mean, in some ways it's like, it's your reason for living. Like we are here to connect with others and love and be around people and fill our cups up from these people. You feel me? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like literally saying yes to your life, but I get it. Then that's interesting. So is it your grandmother that used to say that kind of fed you the the belief about saying I, no. I think it's all the women in my family, at least on my mother's side. Uh, I wasn't that close to my to uh, my paternal grandmother. We saw her all the time, but we didn't have like such an intimate relationship. But on my mother's side, it's sort of like you say yes because this is what you do. My father worked all the time. My father had his own business, and my father was always working. You know, I I remember um, my brother saying, you know, my brother, when we were younger saying that um, my, you know, daddy was never there. I didn't see it that way. I saw it differently. I, for some reason, just expect it. And it was okay in my head that daddy always worked. But um, so I was, I guess I'm modeling. I, I know I realize I model a lot in my business after what my father did, right down to my bookkeeping. I do bookkeeping like it's 1975. Um, <laughs> hey, whatever works. <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, my mother, you know, yelled at me because she said I didn't, I didn't make enough sacrifices for of myself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? My whole life is a sacrifice. What more can I sacrifice? Oh wow. Okay. So this is this is interesting. So. And it, 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 it's a couple of different things. There's the old 
sort of patriarchal um, model of the women serve. And you, and it sounds like your dad was in some ways, at least in terms of his business, sacrificing, sacrificing, sacrificing. And then to be a, to be a good woman, quote unquote, was to be of service to everyone and put yourself last. sounds like that's the conditioning and the messaging that you got growing up. I, I would agree with that. Yes. So what do you think the belief is? And it may not be something that's right off the top of your head and it may be, it, it might be something that sort of lives inside of you as core beliefs do. What do you think the belief is if you are a woman who, you know, business owner or not, but it, it you know, it's the fact that you're a business owner. If you say no and set boundaries, what is the belief that might happen in consequence of that? You're selfish. What else? Um, you're not a good person. You're not a good mother. You're, you're not a good daughter. You're not a good friend. You're doing a bad job. I've been told all these things. And, I, and I, when I get down to it, when I journal, I realize I believe them that you're just not a good person. If you don't serve and take care of everybody, you know, you shouldn't do self-care. There's, there's people in my family who... Um, I'm very close to, and through a lot of therapy, they have learned self-care and, you know, put on their oxygen mask first so they can take care of others. My mother always tells me how selfish they are. Oh, like for, um, and I mean for decades. And Mm -hmm. I think I was young when she started, when I started hearing those messages, like, well, if you say no to something because you don't feel well, like, and you're not like sick, sick. So you're not coming to the family dinner, but just because, you know, you're just not feeling well, you're not necessarily sick, but you might have a headache. Mm-hmm. Um, that's being selfish to rest. It, okay. it's, it's being selfish to not be there for others. And, and selfish is not a good quality. That's quite a list of beliefs that you have around that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, and I'm curious, do you feel that anywhere in your body? Yes. I feel like I can't breathe. Mm. Uh, And I should also say, I I believe this is connected to it all. Even though I'm physically aware that I can't breathe um, when I feel guilty, when I feel like I'm being selfish, I'm having uh, like the worst time going through menopause. I'm about Mm -hmm. 10 years older than you. And I'm having, it's, it's it's literally a nightmare, the problems. And I really believe something about the womb and birthing and taking care of others. Like, I feel like it's all connected and I feel like I just can't get my hand on it. If I could figure out what it was, I feel like I'll be able to get to menopause. (laughs) If that makes sense. Interesting. This is being crazy. (laughs) No, it's not at all. It sounds to me that there's some kind of block. What do you think? Yes. And it's all related to this conversation that we're having. Yes. Yes. And I, I had a massage done on my uterus area, on my womb area. Mm-hmm. And um, the therapist literally said, everything's very stagnant here. That's part of the problem. I, I totally believe it. Okay. I have a few thought bubbles that are popping up. I have a okay. few questions. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. The first one that comes to mind is what are the consequences that you are aware of that will happen if you keep up this habit that you have and and this belief? Well, um, I've been told by the doctors that I can't, you you know, because I'm a dog walker, it's a very physical activity. And because I'm in my fifties, I'm, I'm not young. I, you know, my massage therapist tells me my body's like a high performance athlete, which I don't think you should be doing when you're in your fifties. But, um, I've, I've been told, by my doctor because my iron levels are low and stuff that I literally could drop dead. Literally. Hmm. I don't believe that. I believe I will have serious health problems before, but yeah. And and it also, I feel like at times I feel like it affects my relationship with my children Mm -hmm. um, because I'm always working and they, even though they're 16 and 22, they still, especially my daughter who's 16, they still need you. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I like you, even if it's emotionally, mentally, and if you can't, if you're, if you're exhausted all the time, you're not there. Right, right, right. Like the other day, she just wants to vent with me, and I said, Katie, I, I, I need a minute. I need a minute. Well, you know what? I'm actually curious, and I'm going to ask you, like, what do you think needs to be done in order to? And I'm going to be like, I'm really going to throw it out there. What do you think needs to be done in order for you to change your life in this arena? Um, I need to stick to my boundaries. Mm-hmm. I need to learn to not feel guilty when I say no, because sometimes- Okay, so I'm going to pause you right there. You, and you need to learn to not feel guilty when 
you say no. So what needs to happen in order for that to happen? Because I think you might know. That it's okay. I need to recognize that it's okay. It's okay to live my life. It's okay to not just go, 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 go because other people want you to. It, it, it's okay. I, you know, I, I feel like I need to kind of just change my business model and, and not, not necessarily by always saying no, but like moving in, like maybe moving teaching to teach others how to be a dog walker. Cause I, I make crazy money. Mm-hmm. And um, most people don't as a dog walker. Most people, I live in a really, I live in a gated community in a really hoity toity town. And um, most people are like, how do you do that? Yeah. And because they have no idea. They don't know how to get customers. They've tried it through the apps and this, you know, my business model works. And it's not just the hustle. Yeah. I used mm-hmm. to listen to Gary Vee way too much and it made the hustle. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off for a second. Cause logistically you could do some things that would change the amount of time that you have to set boundaries and all of that stuff, which I, I totally believe that you could do that and you wouldn't have many obstacles in that. I'm more interested in how, how you can start to shift the beliefs, that long list of beliefs that you gave me about not being a good person if you say no. Because here's what's going to happen, Colleen. Like You might walk away from this particular business model that you have and walk into a new one or some other area of your life where you're going to be confronted with saying no and you're going to come all the way back to these same beliefs. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's that's- kind of that <laughs> saying like, wherever you go, there you are. Like You yeah. can't. Just, I totally got back into newspapers or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's going to keep coming up in other areas of your life or other businesses that you start or whatever until you actually get to the core beliefs that you have about not being a good person if you take care of yourself. So I have to change the core beliefs. Right. And I'm going to pause because here's the thing about core beliefs is that we – Many times I work with people and they, rec- they, they start to recognize them because core beliefs and, and people get confused about what they are. So this is for you and the audience. They stem from your negative self-talk. So anytime you are beating yourself up over something, if you are conscious during those moments, ask yourself the question, what do I believe to be true about myself? So you said it very clearly when I asked, you know, when you're beating yourself up, when you feel guilty for saying no to these people and setting boundaries, you feel like you're not a good person. You you gave that whole list of beliefs. So you were, you're very aware of them. Some people aren't. So I'm inviting people who are listening to this to check themselves with their core beliefs. And what ends up happening is that when we work on them, the win really isn't for you to always be in this place where you know you're a good person, where you know taking care of yourself is a top priority and it's not selfish. It's, you know, I still have moments where I'm like, oh my God, you know, am I a terrible mother for this? And, and questioning my everything, my humanness. So the win is that you recognize that you're feeling that way very, very quickly and you challenge those beliefs. And it might look like just plain old curiosity and saying like, oh, well, is that really true? Am I a bad person because I'm saying no? Sometimes just being in the place of curiosity can slowly start to chip away at the hard and fast like you're ma- you are committed to these beliefs, right? So it's just about like pulling away from them. 
Okay. And finding positive examples, because I am good at asking myself that question, but I find negative examples. Like when I'm, when I go through it, I find like, oh, well, when this person didn't do this, that happened. And that was a really bad consequence because they were selfish. Mm -hmm. So as humans, we have a negativity bias. I'm not even sure why we have it in our brains. It probably has something to do with survival, but we tend to look for negativity and it sucks. (laughs) It just is. So I'm glad you recognize that. So in those moments, what do you think would be helpful for you to shift your focus? Um, to, To find a positive, you know, example, which of course, if I just sit down and think about it, because like I said, I have people in my life who have done lots who have done the work and they'll say no. And I'll be like, so proud of them that they said no to something and I'll admire them, but you know, it's not okay for you. It's not okay for me. (laughs) Yeah. There's a book that I'm reading. It's called train wreck by a woman named Sadie Doyle. I think her name is, and she's talking about, it's a little bit off topic, but she's, she gives examples of women celebrities who have been just raked over the coals for doing things like, you know, there's an example of Tina Turner who, I think it was Tina Turner, who had a rule where she didn't want people to talk to her in her dressing room when she was at concerts or when she was on tour. And I'm like, I, I see you, Tina Turner. Like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, you see the little because, downtime before she performed. Before oh my God, have you seen that woman perform? The amount of energy that she has to put out there and then for her to go back in her dressing room and then be expected to chit chat with people. Like there's just no, there's no way, but yet we label these women as divas, as high maintenance, as bitchy and all of these things. And so it might help for you to look for examples of especially women who have set boundaries and are successful for doing it. Okay. Yes. Like that's, that's one of the main reasons for their success. Yes. Uh, Yes. And okay. This is probably not the same thing, but you know, the book that's hot right now is the beautiful no by Sherry Salata. I have never heard of it. Oh yeah. It's, it's, um, they do a show. It used to be called, this is 50. Now it's called the Sherry and Nancy show. Sherry, Chris Carr's promoting it. Like so many people are promoting it. Um, Sherry was a, producer for the Oprah show okay, for over 20 years. And basically I recognize her life when she worked for Oprah. She had this great career, made boatload of money, had all kinds of success, but she sacrificed herself so much. She literally just quit Oprah, just quit Oprah. And now is like living her best life. And I, you know, I follow her on Instagram. I listen to the podcast and I'm just like, like to me, she's an inspiration because she's, she start. She started to say no. the The title is not from her starting to say no in her in her life. I don't think. I think it comes from her. What she thought was her dream job rejected her, and then she got the job at the Oprah Winfrey Show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think? I'm going to stop you for a second. Do you think she's a good person? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think she's amazing. So, what is the difference between you and her in terms of being a good person? Because you both say no. She doesn't have children to take care of. She's not taking care of living beings. I mean, I guess so should, I'm gonna, uh, and so I feel should. like 
And here's the other thing. Oh, this is so crazy. You were stretching on that one, Colleen. Like, I got to (laughs) say. Well, I can go on to see. Here's even better. Oprah can take care of herself. She just hired someone new. Where my dogs, they're poor, innocent little creatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like I could really, I can make it work. You could, yes. I see you over there trying to make it work with convincing yourself that you're not a good person because you are saying no. I suppose it won't come to you as a surprise that when people write, like they'll write five-star reviews or they'll, or they'll write me a personal note about how thankful they are for me or what a blessing, what a beautiful job I did. You know, I don't believe it. Okay. So here's part of your homework. I'm going to throw an assignment at you. Okay. What I would request that you do is I want you to read all of those five-star reviews slowly (laughs) to yourself out loud. Oh, okay. Not just to yourself in your head. And I want you to put your hands on your on your belly on your uterus as you're doing it and breathe into each of them. Do you know what I mean when I say yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. And do you think you can do that within the next few days? Oh yeah, absolutely. For the next week or so? Okay. Do you have emails that you keep in a folder from people or anything like that or thank you cards? I do. I do. Like I yeah, I do. I keep them and I I do and I look I do keep them and I look at them but it's in my head and it's quick. Yeah. And I I probably don't need to say this, but I'm going to say it because I'm sure like some people are thinking it, they're listening to this as a dog owner myself. And I was never, I was never a dog person. I was a cat person growing up and we got a dog. I think we've had her for five or six years now. A lot of people know her because she's on my Instagram stories all the time as a dog owner. And, you know, I've caught the bug when we find someone who takes care of our pets as we trust them and know that they are being good to our pets. That is, I mean, I'm going to go out there and say it's even better than finding a great hairdresser, you know, like (laughs) you don't let those people go. And so I can see, I can see this problem has arisen and I know that those people would not sit down and take the time to write you a note if they were bullshitting you. Oh, that's true. Especially in this day and age, a handwritten note. Oh my gosh. People are busy. Yeah. (laughs) People are busy and they're not going to like, what, what, what are they getting out of it? Like they're not getting anything out of it. Milk doesn't pay people to do that. No, these, these people are, are not bullshitting you. And so your homework is to read each one aloud. And really it's, it's not, my expectation of you is not like that. You're going to suddenly like, Oh, believe every word and your life is going to completely change. If that happens, that's amazing. But my, my hope is that these are steps in the right direction for you to feel into that. Okay. This is practice. Yeah. It takes practice. It's not like, there's not just one tool or a step-by-step process for you to, and I, you know, if we kind of take a step back and look at the whole meta view of this conversation and here's what I see has happened. You grew up with conditioning that told you that you need to be a certain way. And, you know, this can be so many different conversations, but in this case, it's that you say yes and you just take the consequences as they come. It doesn't matter if it affects your health. It doesn't matter if it affects your relationships. It doesn't matter if it affects your beliefs about yourself, right? Right. 
And when you say it that way, it sounds horrible. Like it doesn't matter if it affects- because it is. <laughs> <laughs> because you matter. Your health and your relationships and your life matters so much. And that's at the crux of it is what this is about. Yeah. Living your best life, which I'm not. I mean, I'm providing a great life for my children, which. But at what cost? But (laughs) This is, I mean, like, and I own a business, so I know that there are expenses involved and profit and loss and all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, the biggest loss that you're experiencing that's eating into your business is what you are feeling. Right. Right. It's me. Like I don't do the things that I used to do because I'm tired or, you know, I'm having the female drama and, you know, I just, I just don't do a lot of the things that I used to do for fun because I'm so, because A, I don't say no, or if I say no, then I have the guilt and then I don't do anything, but just stay home because I'm just, I'm, I'm mentally, I'm more mentally than physically exhausted. Like I'm just exhausted. Right. Which that will bleed out into other areas. I mean, that's what we've been talking about. And I, and I want you to think about, this is, this is like life coaching 101 here. When you are an 85, maybe 90 year old woman and you're sitting up on the porch with your own goddamn dog, (laughs) (laughs) are you going to look back on your fifties and say, I'm so glad that I said yes to everyone at the expense of my own well being? I'm so proud of myself for that. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. There, there's, you know, even when I look back now over, I, cause I've, I've been doing it for 12 years. I've been doing it full time for four. When I look back at some of the things I did, I, I literally say to myself, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. And I know what I was thinking. I, I, I was thinking, I had to say yes. I the scarcity, the guilt, the you know what we talked about earlier. Yeah, you gotta stop. You know, it's just another reason to beat yourself up. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Yeah. And I mean, it's not, there are some times in our life where we do have to sacrifice in order to survive, in order to get to the place where we're trying to be. And that, and you did that and you got there and now you are, you are, what is it called when I always forget this, this analogy, when you plant a bunch of stuff and you have the harvest, is it the harvest? Like, I guess it's the harvest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It must be, it must be the harvest. Yeah. Yeah. This is the harvest for you. And you made it. And now the time is to actually enjoy. You understand what it means to maintain a business. And now it's time for you to enjoy and make sure that you are putting yourself first because without you, Colleen, there is no business. Oh, that's true. That, that, that's true. That's why I haven't done some of the paths the doctors suggest because, you know, I can't, I can't take, take you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are dogs and, you know, they do pull and they, of course, don't. Understand. I'm going to argue also that if you start, and I, I am glad to know that you do say, no, you've learned because you've, you've had to, but I'm going to also argue that if you start saying no and you feel okay about it, I don't expect you to like, you know, throw confetti every time you're saying no and feel like you're a badass bitch. I mean, you might like, that's great. But my, my hope is that you can say no and not feel like a bad person. I have a feeling that is going to actually increase your revenue and you will see benefits because of that. Maybe it might not be in it might not translate to dollars, but it's going to translate somehow. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it translated to dollars. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that makes, that makes sense. It, it does make sense because just, you know, just this, just not having so much stress because you're running out in the middle of a family party to walk a dog or a dance competition and you're rushing to get back, just not having that stress would translate into a calmer, more relaxed person, which probably would translate into a healthier being. It's all energy. Yeah. You know that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I gave you the assignment of reading all of the reviews and the lovely notes out loud to yourself while having your hands on your body. And then based on this conversation, I'm going to ask you first, before I make suggestions, what do you think would help you move in that direction that we just talked about? I'm, I think finding, like you said, finding positive 
um, examples, you know, like Tina Turner, like mm-hmm. Sherry Salata, finding positive examples and, and people that I know, everyday people too, because I, I know people who, who do do it and they're okay. And they're, like I said, I'm like, like my one cousin, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her for saying no and putting in boundaries and stuff. Um, and I do think reading the reviews and just keep telling myself, like having that mantra that they're not bullshitting me and that I do matter, like having that mantra too, like just, you do matter. So you need to say no and visualizing you know, like I, I've been saying, no, I didn't leave Father's Day or Mother's Day. I didn't leave my family or um, my future niece's graduation party. I, I didn't leave those parties to walk dogs. And you know what? I had a really great time and I was glad I stayed. So just remembering, like when you said no and you did feel guilty, what happened? Nothing bad happened. Like nothing mm-hmm. bad happened. You know, they found a way to take care of the dog and do whatever they did. And mm-hmm. And I got to have a nice day. Yeah, absolutely. And that is what matters. And that's what matters. I'm not saying no so I could binge on Netflix. I'm saying no so I could be with, so I could be with my family. That's that's right. why I say no. It's not like oh, I just don't feel like doing it today. Yeah, you're saying yes to something else, which is the most important part of this entire equation, and it's you. Okay. And so remembering that, remembering that I'm saying no, because I'm saying yes to something that's important. You know, my parents are old. My dad's almost 80. They're not going to be here forever. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's a great example of what you're saying yes to, because like I was saying in the beginning of our conversation, anytime you're saying no to something, anything, you're saying yes to something else. And in this case, the list of what you're saying yes to is pretty damn important. Right. It's not like you're saying yes to just go wash your hair. You know, it's you're saying yes to your family. You're saying yes to the things that matter the most to you. And again, like we just we just solidified that without you, there's no business. Right. Okay. So it sounds like you have some homework to do. I do. <laughs> so you're going to we talked about the read the reviews, find positive examples of people who set boundaries. I also wrote down find positive examples of people who set boundaries and feel good. So those people that you said that you know, have you had conversations with them about this? Like how do you know if they feel good about it or are they struggling in that arena as well? They do feel good about it, but they're 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 farther along the path than I am, but yes, they've struggled their whole life. Um my one cousin always goes back. She's like, you know, I've had a few good therapists over the years who have given me tools. And she's like, it's hard, like, it's hard, like, you know, it, it's hard. And, you know, we just, and when we talk, we have like almost, you know, the girlfriend therapy thing, you know, and yeah. we, we talk about how, yes, we'll say yes. And then we're like in the bathroom crying on the floor because why did we say yes? Or in my case, I'm, I'm driving or I'm hugging the dog I'm walking. Like, why did I say yes? <laughs> crying in their fur. Crying in their fur. And they're always yeah. loving. <laughs> it's at least, at least those, those part of your customers are, yeah, they're really yeah, great. Part of my customers are always happy to see me. They're always, and laughing. at the same time, yeah. And at the same time, without you, there's no business without you feeling good. Right. All right. So it might be helpful to find the people that you know, or, or your cousin or whomever, where you can have these conversation and it's, netting in the positive direction. So I don't want you to find people who are going to commiserate with you and bring you down. 
but it's people who you can, like you were saying, exchange, like what's working, you know, just not only hold each other accountable for this work, but also inspire and motivate each other and remind each other that you are a good person when you say no and set boundaries. Right. So that's what I would love for you to do is have those conversations with those people. And also I just want to acknowledge and remind you and anyone listening that when you're dealing with this type of thing, you are unlearning decades of conditioning. Decades. So I believe you when you say it's hard. It it is hard. And I I usually or I I I can tend to challenge that, you know, when I'm coaching someone and I'm like, really, is it really that hard? But this one, I'm going to give it to you. Like, <laughs> it's, it's hard being a woman myself and, and growing up with this similar conditioning and messaging. We have to undo all of that. And it's tangly and messy. And I say that not to give people an out to not work on it, but this is going to be some of the biggest and most important work that you do is unlearning the beliefs and truths that have been handed down to you, not just by your family, but from our culture. Right, right. Our whole culture is that way. And I keep telling myself, I don't want this for my daughter. I don't want my daughter to have to say yes for a thing she wants to say no. I don't want my daughter to sacrifice herself. Or if she says no, feel like shit about herself for it. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, I don't want that for her. And the only way, not only, you know, I'm not doing a good job of modeling, but even if I modeled it, society's still out there. So we all have to change in our own backyards to sort of make a culture change. And, you know, yeah, it, it, we can only, you know what I mean? We have to change our little corner of the world. I can't right. tell myself that because she was my why, why I started all this. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she still has to be my why to change it. Yeah. And I mean, this is for what it's worth. <laughs> Lives and businesses sort of go through evolutions. And so it sounds like the first, I don't know, maybe decade of your business, what, in, during that time period, it was about a lot of saying yes. You had to yeah. in order to build up the clientele that you, that you have. And now you're in a maintenance phase where it's evolved and you don't have to say yes to anyone. And who knows what the next phase is going to be, whether you switch models and it changes altogether. But this time, you know, what I like to to ask myself is what is this time period asking of me, whether it's in my business, whether it's in my marriage, whether it's in my friendships, how am I being asked to show up? Okay. That's a big one. Yeah. And it's many times it's different than it was before. Yeah. And it also goes against your conditioning. Yes. <laughs> it's complicated. Yes. Uh, so what I was <laughs> thinking, there's a lot of, there's a lot of layers to it because yeah. everybody's asking you a different way to show up. You, you, know, exactly. you know what I mean? Like if I have, exactly. right. Like if I have a dance competition scheduled and I have three clients who want their dogs walked, my, my daughter expects one thing when she has a dance competition and these clients expect something else when they ask me to walk the dog. And, and I, based on my values and core beliefs, have one belief and marrying all those three things is what, mm-hmm. makes, it com- is what makes it complicated. You know what I mean? For sure. And this is 
also a classic case of up-leveling if we're having this conversation. And this is similar to what the conversation I had with Rachel, for those of you that missed it, it was the the previous podcast. Um, it was the very first coaching woman that I had on here. And up-leveling is, you know, anytime we're trying to get to that next level of success in our life, and it doesn't necessarily have to mean financially or with a business or anything like that. It's, it's your happiness. It's the health of your relationships. It's the relationship you have with yourself. That's up-leveling. And so as I was saying, you know, you had the evolution of your, the first 10 years of your business, and now it's asking something new of you and how are you going to up-level? And a lot of it has to do with how we talk to ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, <laughs> what we believe to be true about ourselves. And that's what, at the end of the day, it sounds like what your next, okay. like, this is what you're walking yeah. into. This I, is your I next thought it might've, when I listened to Rachel's interview, I thought it might've been um, an up-level because there were so many things you said to her that I literally was like, I have to listen to this podcast again. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it was, it was upper limit stuff. And I, th- and, and we could, we could point it in that direction with you as well, because you're stuck is what's happening. You're stuck. And it, it, when we decide to, when we realize that we're stuck and in your case, it's because you keep going circling around and around with these same beliefs about yourself. When we want to break through, it's sort of like this glass ceiling, right? And we believe that we can't, we are going to stay where we are. And you've stayed in this place for long enough until you're like, I can't stay here anymore. Okay. So the next level of work is the assignments okay. that we, this that has been about. heavy, but really helpful. Well, that's like the best compliment you could ever give me. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just kind of going through my notes here as to what, what your assignments are. We went over a couple of them. The other one I want you to ask yourself is when you are struggling to say no, or even when you say no with clarity, but then still feel bad about it. I want you to ask yourself what you're saying yes to. Okay. The other assignment I have for you is maybe this is a journaling question is what is your life asking of you right now? How are you being asked to show up? Okay. Anything I'm forgetting? I don't think so. My notes are a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. What if you read the reviews to someone that you love and trust? Oh, okay. How do you feel about that? I can't, I can't read that tone of voice. <laughs> it's, it's scary. It, it is. That's why I give it to you. <laughs> it's scary. It's like, I mean, I get why I get why you're doing it. And my biggest supporters like whenever I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I, for whatever reason, I had somebody rage at me a couple of months ago and I'm not really sure what her issues were. So oh, wow. I think reading it to people out loud just reinforces, just reinforces it. Just the way I tell that stupid story of the crazy lady and there, mm-hmm. and like my one girlfriend be like, well, you know, she was just crazy. You got to let her go. Yeah. So my, my invitation to you is to, whether it's your best girlfriend or whomever, to t- you tell her, you can tell her ahead of time because she'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Just say, "Like, got this assignment from this weird lady I had a conversation with," and she suggested that I and tell her why it's uncomfortable for you. And that's that's vulnerability. I mean, and you all know how much I preach this from the rooftops, but it's it's extra vulnerable for you to do that because you're allowing someone else to witness your discomfort, and also, you know, obviously have to be someone that you trust. 
And ask for what you want in that conversation. If you just want her to be a witness, if you want her to give you a high five after each one, if that would be fun, that's what I would do. But it's really up to you <laughs> how you want to be witnessed during that time and what you think would be the most helpful for you. It's okay. Okay. So I'll circle back in two weeks to see how you are. Okay, and, great. And what your updates are. And if you need more time, that's fine. I don't want you to feel rushed in order to complete some of these. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And, and thank you so much for your vulnerability for being here. I know that these are so helpful to other people, you know, whether they own a business or not. I know that there's so many people listening who have grown up with similar belief systems to you. And this is huge for so many women. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week. And as you know, I'm so incredibly grateful for your time. It is the most important thing we have. Right, Colleen? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know how valuable it is. Thank you for spending it with me and my guests. And until next time, everyone, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not done yet. I wanted to give you an update because I did circle back with Colleen a few weeks later, asked her about her assignments, and I'm going to give you some highlights of what she let me know. One of the things she says is, it is a process, but it is getting easier to say no without guilt. These people are just asking, hoping I am available. In a couple of instances, figured I wasn't available, but just wanted to make sure. Often, they have a backup dog walker. So it's nice to be thought of first, right? She goes on to say, I cannot tell you how much the reading of the notes has helped. The one thing I noticed is I have, that has made me more aware, is that I absolutely have more positive feedback than negative. I have a pile of notes along with voice and text messages for positive. I never realized the difference before. I also realized I take things negatively, even if it is just a neutral question or a comment. She says, the other thing is it's still uncomfortable hearing praise, but I am getting better. The reading of the notes is getting easier. And she went on to say that she still reads them, mixes them up a few times a week and and reads them. And here's the thing, you all. It is baby steps. And that's what I kept noticing was a theme in the updates that she was emailing me that the the awareness piece was so huge for her. It's just understanding, you know, just for instance, talking about how she's noticing more and more how much she remembers the negative comments, which are actually, in her words, just neutral (laughs) a lot of times. But it's, it's that awareness. It's just knowing in the moment when it's happening is, as I tell you all so much, really half the battle. And she went on, we emailed back and forth a little bit. And then she also mentioned, because I asked her about the assignment she had about asking, you know, what is your life asking of you? And really asking her to do, say yes to her life, say yes to the things that matter the most to her, say yes to Colleen. And so she mentioned that she had bought tickets for some really awesome, a couple of events that she's going to this year. And she was saying how she has a million excuses, but she's going to go any anyway. And I, yes, yes, yes. I was fist pumping reading her email because that's what it's all about. It's about taking these baby steps and the habits, it, it's habitual. It's habitual to start saying 
no to yourself all the time. And a lot of times we can go deeper and talk about your daddy issues and talk about your core beliefs and all of that matters. It truly does. And sometimes at the end of the day, you can run around in circles over and over and over again about that stuff, the deeper layers. And sometimes it's just about taking fucking action and just saying it, buying the concert tickets, going to the family reunion so that you just rip the Band-Aid off and gain your confidence on the other side and go to the family reunion or the concert or the whatever, and you're there and you're like, damn, this is fun. It's been so long since I've said yes to myself. It's been so long since I have had a hobby or done something that is just for me. This feels awesome. Sometimes it's just about taking the action to break the habit. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'm so glad that Colleen is taking the baby steps in the direction of her life, not everybody else's life. And again, we open up applications over on Patreon to coach a few more women this year on the podcast, patreon.com slash YKAL. And until next time, Ask Kickers, I will see all of you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.